2: Tom Bernard Show with
3: co-host Catherine Brandt,
1: Alex Brandt-Bernard-Rasmussen,
2: Mike Bolino. Andy Brandt-Bernard, Tony Price, and Doug Sprinthal. And we'll be right back, kick off Hour 2, Tom Bernard Show. Doug Sprinthal. Oh yeah.
0: Wait, we're honey.
2: We're on, honey we're on the air. We're on the air here, honey. We're talking. This is a oh, live <laughs> commercial. Red, Jesus, Palomino, <laughs> <laughs> Catherine, you know. Oops. So Catherine got an email we're gonna put about <laughs> Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. So, go.
4: now that she's on air... <laughs> Let's see if the guilt-shaming thing will work. I know I, I know you went bike riding last weekend.
3: Yes. So I when are you going to sign up for the
4: team? Come on. Come on, Hey,
3: Let me do two more bike rides.
4: Okay. Just to
3: make sure my... It's you're, just it's my posterior. needs to I be know. able to handle 26 miles on a saddle.
4: Your butt will be fine.
3: I don't it'll think
4: be so. It'll be, it'll, <laughs> you'll be okay.
3: 26 miles isn't like I'm, something you can just jump into i can't anyway. if
4: you rode 10 miles you can ride 26 we're gonna stop a couple of times a guilt shame to kq listener who i think is gonna she's like oh i can't do it and then she posted something about having run a marathon a few years ago and i said if you can run a marathon you can sit on a three bike years for two ago hours.
3: you can definitely what? ride 26 miles yeah come on <laughs> yeah
4: so anyway this is about the tour de cure it's june 2nd uh team kq Walzer, second year we're looking for riders and donations. You can find it a bunch of different places. You can go to the tour to cure page and search KQ Walzer. You can go to KQRS hit the morning show podcast, or you can email me Doug at com, where you're accepting donations, all the money. Uh, we don't. They don't. They wisely don't let a radio personality and a used car salesman anywhere near the money. It goes directly to the ADA, so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, and it's going to be big fun. And you will be done by lunchtime on uh, Saturday, June second. So it's not an all-day commitment. Please join.
2: So think about that, Catherine.
3: I'm yeah. Think about it. Stop right. thinking and do something. Yeah, stop thinking, Catherine. I'm just going to put a tow rope on somebody else's bike. Thinking's for idiots.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Never mind. We'll be. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Who wrote that song? Enya Maracone. Really? Yep.
3: Maracone. Well, Not a good. you have to
2: be careful how you pronounce his name because Maracone in uh, Spanish means something completely yeah, different. <laughs> so, yeah, it's Maracone. Yeah. Believe me,
0: in Italian, it means something completely different. It's Morricone. We've been over this. Morricone. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't what say Well, you ever learn.
3: You can't
2: say could the, Marricone. You could can. the
4: clerk read read back the transcript?
2: Yeah. <laughs> and yo, Morricone. Morricone, that's what I said.
3: No, you said Morricone. it with your fake accent so it sounded different. Yeah.
2: Macaroni. <laughs>
0: you macaroni. I'm just having
2: a great <laughs> goddamn day, I'll tell you that. I really am. Uh, but... I will tell you this: It was a Mill Griffith, I believe, fighting someone. Uh, I can't remember the exchange. It was a long time ago, but uh, <laughs> one fighter, <laughs> one fighter called the other one a "mudicone," and uh, basically, it's the it's it the bad. the gay f word in America. Yeah. No. Oh. Fajot? Yeah, fajo, yeah. It means fajo in Spanish apparently. They okay. use it a lot
0: in Scarface, I
2: think it is. Uh yeah, it's probably right. That's probably correct.
0: Is he the guy who talks like he has peanut butter in his mouth all the time? <laughs> oh. He talking
2: about Al Pacino. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, Marlon that's Brando the yeah, sounds down, like he's you know. got peanut butter in his mouth all the time. He does, it, indeed. Say hello to my
0: little friend. That's, is that yeah,
2: Scarface? That's, that's yes. Scarface. Okay, yeah.
0: so then, yeah, he's the one who says it. He, oh, he says Maricone?
2: All the time, yes. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he calls everybody Maricone. Favorite word.
4: I saw some movie news yesterday. What? A film that never needs to be made. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure 3. Yeah, 3. What?
3: I never saw 1 or 2. 1 was
6: pretty good, actually. Was well, it? 2 is yeah, You can't do it without George Carlin. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's true, because he, where's the phone booth and where's George Carlin? That's gotta right, have, exactly. Gotta have George. How come yeah. you guys
4: have gray hair? Well,
2: they're in their 50s now, apparently.
1: <laughs> I watched a movie last night that Tim Lammer said that we should all watch. What, what is, is it? it? Borg vs. McEnroe. Oh, oh yeah. It? He was, it? was really good. It was really good. There's we watched tennis it last it. night. Kind <laughs> of like I, Tanya sort of good, <laughs> in a way. Yeah. But it was hard, because it was like, I didn't know who won because it's about their uh, Wimbledon match. Yeah. And I d- couldn't decide who I wanted to win more, like, when they were playing. I was like, I don't know which one I want to pick.
3: Oh, it didn't make McEnroe seem like an absolute
1: jerk? Yes. Oh. It did. So but it would you want to ta- win? But it also talked, like, because Borg was known as, like, non-emotional. Right. He and, was a, yeah, yeah.
4: like a robot. Yeah super great shape and yeah but which it was, was like, unusual
1: for days. a reason like how he got that way is like the because oh. it's a swedish movie there's swedish subtitles okay but the, it's like half english half swedish um so it's like the it focuses sort on like overboard yeah it focuses yeah. on borg more and it focuses on his childhood and stuff like that and how he i would like to see that it was good
4: who plays McEnroe? anybody famous
1: um, Shia LaBeouf.
2: Oh, I heard he's really good.
4: He
1: was yeah. really good in yeah, it, yeah. Heard, he did yeah. a good job. Yeah.
4: Him getting mad and swearing at people. That's probably a lot of acting going on there. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shia LaBeouf.
4: Yeah,
1: he never gets casting. upset. I know. But yeah, it was really good. We watched it last night. We were both sitting in the living room, kind of staring off into space. And I was and like, let's start yeah. this movie. So we watched it, and it was really good. good.
3: good. See, there you go. Lammers is usually right, I'd say. Yeah, he's pretty
2: good at picking movies, actually.
3: Tell us that one horrible train. Yeah, One. that Interstellar was it? No, not Interstellar. The snow and the yeah. train and nothing oh ever God. happened, and so people bad. were stuck on a train, and I have there no was idea like I, it was, was it I an alien. I don't even Murder know. Murder on the
2: Orient
4: Express. No, no, no. no.
3: It was a, something really weird. It was I remember terrible. that movie, and it was
1: oh, so boring.
2: yes, I do remember what that. What yeah. was that called? Horrendous,
3: horrible movie.
2: Yeah, he's an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> Slammer's a moron, let's be honest. Yeah, Come know. on. Let's get let's somebody stupid good.
1: movie? And, yeah.
6: and after hearing you guys talk about it, I can't wait to go find I was that so movie. Yes, yes, what a exactly.
1: Boring train movie? I, actually, snow actually train.
6: Don't oh, want snow, to know the name of it. Snow
0: yeah. chugger or whatever? It was something snow. to do with snow. Snow.
2: snow chugger.
0: Is that it? Snow train.
1: Snow. Right? It's, it's
5: snow. like
0: that. It's almost exactly like that. It's it it just is. called something st- else. horrible. Indeed.
1: and he liked it. Washington, D.C. is calling me.
0: What do they want?
4: I don't
1: know. It's probably mm-hmm. Donald Trump. Just me your social
4: fuel. security number. I'm Snow on the mo- air. It's 364-29-8723. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Snowpiercer?
3: Yes!
0: Snowpiercer!
3: Snow Snow Snowpiercer. Snow. I like just Googled what? Bad <laughs>
0: Train <laughs> movie, and it was the first <laughs> one.
3: So Google Bad, bad. Train, bad. train movie. That only Tim Lammers <laughs> <laughs> like. Just Google Tim
0: Lammers sucks.
4: <laughs> yeah.
3: oh Snowpiercer.
0: People liked it until it got really heavy-handed at the end. Oh, did it ever. I didn't like it. It was so really heavy-handed.
3: It was really boring. What is it? Is there a Rotten Tomatoes?
0: I'm sure all the critics loved it. but I don't think so. I wouldn't doubt that it at all. It was so boring. It played it right really to boring. all of the, you know. It was so
3: Yeah, it has bad. a 95%. Are no. you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Wow. A 95%. It was bad. It was so bad.
2: American prisoners Kim Dong-chul, Kim Hak-song, and Kim sung Duck are once again free men on their way home following their release Wednesday from North Korea. Yeah. I am pleased to inform you that Secretary of State Mike Pompeo is in the air and on his way back from North Korea with the three wonderful gentlemen that everyone is looking so forward to meeting. They seem to be in good health, Trump tweeted early today.
3: Well, that's good.
2: Trump later <laughs> tweeted that the plane would be touching down stateside at 2 a.m. on Thursday, and I will be there to greet them. CNN notes that Kim Dong-chul has been in prison since before Trump's election, and then Trump uh, also put on their... Not he did not... The... mega. <laughs> yeah, MAGA, make America. What was what? The, oh, that was on Will and Grace, where, where a woman wanted MAGA put on put on a birthday cake. her just MAGA. Yeah, yeah. And the the baker hated Trump, so he put <laughs> an I dash in front of MAGA, and a Y at the end of MAGA, so it said I am gay. <laughs> I'm gay. Oh I am gay. That's really nice. I'm a gay. I guess it would have been. Yeah. So apparently there are
4: yeah. gay eighth graders after all.
3: Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm
2: a gay as
3: well. Well, like.
0: one of the kids in my middle school who you know went around calling everyone gay, ended up gay. So. Well,
6: see. Oh,
1: really?
0: Yeah, Whatever works for them, right? So
2: proves the old
4: "whatever you say" bounces off me and sticks, <laughs> yeah. and sticks to I'm you.
6: Robert, you're sometimes daughter. it is. Is that
2: what we're going
0: sometimes with? Sometimes it is latent homosexuality that they're. You know, trying to project onto others.
2: Well, I think yeah. it's just
0: a human condition that if that, that if you're trying trying
2: to figure yourself out, you kind of project it out at other people. And yeah, that's some, probably true.
3: Maybe some. I'm sure some little children don't know. No,
2: until I don't they're know,
3: older, too. if they are or not. How so do you? Yeah. Okay. Some
2: random facts for you. Oh, by the way, Tony, how much time do you have today? Because i You've uh, got to get. Hit, hit, hit. I guess I got about another 20 to 25 minutes. Okay, because I just want to make sure we we talk about the Gold Star ride again before you go. So. Uh, So you can stay for the rest of the segment. You can stay for another 10 minutes. Sure. Okay. Uh, Here's some random facts for your Wednesday. The projectile vomit in The Exorcist was from a famous California restaurant called Pea Soup Anderson's. (laughs) Their soup looked more like vomit on camera than Campbell's pea soup
6: did. Well, that's good to know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I did know <laughs> that it was pea it's soup. I did like, know. That. I don't know why, though. Sounds like an advertising slogan. <laughs> <It> really, yeah, <laughs> it does. Well, listen, Our pea soup looks more, pea like, soup vomit. Is more like vomit. As I mean, As
1: somebody probably. that's vomited definitely more than, more than most. It does not yeah, Probably anything. all of you. It doesn't look. Yeah,
0: anything no. Like- if no, you watch like, the- I'm a
1: vomit expert at this point. <laughs> Are you?
0: If you watch that <laughs> scene, <laughs> no, it looks as fake as yeah, anything. it doesn't
1: look like vomit but at all. But
0: back then, special on effects. screen,
1: probably on screen. It looks like she ate pea soup and then yeah. threw it up right away. <laughs>
0: well, there's a lot of things like that where um, I just watched some movie from the '80s, but in like you know, full HD quality, and some of the. Oh wait, no, I'm thinking of um. I watched uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation. I know she wants a treat She's really giving bad. Giving
1: Mike the stare <laughs> down. Of tiny
3: little dog is just God. staring him down. She's like, "You give me treats."
0: I was watching uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation from the '80s, but in like you know uh, full film that quality. That's my favorite one. And the problem with full film quality is you can like see the transition between the prosthetics and their skin. Oh because, God. Uh, yeah. Because like in person you could tell, but back then the. Uh, the video was low enough resolution that it was impossible to see
5: so yeah. a lot oh, God, of those a lot
0: of things from the
6: 80s and before I all the special suppose, effects yeah. look really I remember bad the yeah. psycho movie the classic shower scene yeah, yeah. where the you one see one the blood running down the drain With With the Hershey's, Hershey's chocolate, syrup? Hershey's chocolate yeah. syrup right yeah. 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 chocolate syrup yep
2: it's true because it's thick like blood I suppose uh, and it was
0: black and white so yeah. yeah it was
2: black and white so hey Alfred Hitchcock can you imagine if he were alive today, how many women would be going after him? Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, Harvey Weinstein? Oh, yeah. Oh, I guess he harassed every woman that came everywhere,
3: anywhere near him.
0: Wasn't he just a general awful person? Uh, apparently just a terrible human I being. I think he was, yeah. yeah.
3: I think he was full of himself.
0: No, not Alfred.
6: No, oh. not somebody who makes movies.
3: <laughs> Although so to tell you the truth, he
6: had to have <laughs> kind a of sense director. of humor
2: because that that uh, silhouette of him on the Alfred Hitchcock Hour had the biggest gut of mm. any yeah, stuff <laughs> I've ever seen. Mm. So he Exactly. Mm. So he had some sense of humor about himself dumpty anyway. Dumpty.
0: Well, you can say this about him. He only married once and he was with her for his whole life, so Yeah, because he was hitting on everybody else in sight, so
3: well I think she hated him.
0: You think she did hate
2: him? Yeah. All were, reveal? I,
3: think it, I watched a show about them, and did. she did it not wasn't like great. Him. They were not nice to
6: each other. Uh, <laughs> didn't Bill Cosby just prove that the whole longevity of the marriage doesn't necessarily... <laughs> That's
7: true. <laughs> yeah, really. ...prove
6: anything about your extracurricular activities? I, I still right. well, love the fact in, in that... In Hillary,
3: Hollywood and politics, I don't think marriages a lot of times mean anything. No.
6: I still
2: love the fact that Camille's show. trying to claim it's all racist. Yeah. <laughs> the only reason he was charged is because of racism. Well, no, I don't it's think the so. last play they have, I suppose. Well, it's not a play because he's going to probably die in prison, unfortunately. I don't know. he would know. I, I, I don't, he'd
0: probably die before he gets there. Yeah, yeah he might. In his state, why not just put an ankle bracelet on I, him and say...
3: I say. Yeah. Why yeah. should we pay for him to go to prison at this point? Just keep him in the house.
6: Yeah. Yeah. He's going yeah. to stay home until the appeal is done anyway, and that's two more years, right? Yeah. Two more years.
3: Then they can yeah. maybe even stretch that out if they... He
6: He was my hero for a long time. A lot of people loved him. Mm -hmm. I liked him a lot too. I did. I really. really I even liked his books. Yeah, I never read read one. He he had one about parenting, about how important it is to have a father in your house, and fathers need to take responsibility and do all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, that's what we're seeing today with um, a lot of guys who are like super
0: into women's rights, and men need to step down, and then they're you know they ended up being like uh, serial harassers, they were doing that because they felt guilty and overcompensated for their uh, guilt. Yeah, Yeah, I'm sure that's true. The one
4: chapter, uh, Roofies and You, should have been a tip, though.
0: (laughs) Yeah, right,
2: Roofies (laughs) and You. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember reading that chapter. (laughs) I don't either. I don't know how that happened. AT&T Stadium in Dallas, where the Cowboys play in the uh, college football championship, was just held, uses more energy on game days than the entire country of Liberia. That's really not nice. Liberia is not in good shape right now. <laughs> no, if you not. can believe it. What happened to Chuck Thomas? Where'd he go? Is he dead? Chuck Thomas. Chuck Thomas was the president of Liberia, wasn't he? Uh me maybe. There? I think so. He was, or Chuck Taylor—that was his name, Chuck Taylor. Oh, oh well, now I didn't know who guy? you were talking about. Chuck Thomas was a guy who ran Wendy's, I think, or I don't, that was Chuck Dave. Dave Thomas. Dave Thomas. Dave Thomas. And, Thomas
4: and Chuck yeah. Taylors is their sneakers.
2: And the
0: sneakers, yeah. But Chuck <laughs> Taylor also ran Liberia, right? He is still around, and he was the 22nd president of Liberia until 2003. He's named after the tennis shoes. <laughs> See, he has so there 14 children. So I've been busy. He's 70, but he only has three grandchildren. Oh, Where did all go. his kids die or something? I hope not. Hmm. I hope not. Well, I don't know. I mean, well, for Maybe one. Maybe after growing
3: up with all those brothers and sisters, they don't <laughs> want it to have anything to do with kids. Well, for
0: one, he went to <laughs> prison in 2012 for terror, murder, and rape, so. He did? Yeah. Chuck Taylor. Chuck. Said, That's it for you wearing those tennis shoes, Brent
2: Oh, yeah, Liberia. <laughs> you're yeah, out. Not good.
4: Not good. That whole idea,
2: no Did the, the United States bought that land, right, where Liberia sits now. I th- think so. And it was, in some way, the people back then in America thought that if America bought the country of Liberia <sighs> yeah. or renamed it Liberia or whatever, and then whoever, Make everyone whichever happy. slave families wanted to go back to Africa, they would go back to Liberia. But the idea just never worked out, did it?
0: No. I mean, did it ever work? I don't think so. Well, wait, there was... Before it was Liberia, it was called something else, and it was doing pretty well. What was it? But I forget. Equatorial... Guinea? No, I think that's somewhere else. I don't know. I have I, no the, idea. The entire continent of Africa has had... Every country has had 3,000 different names, so... They have changed Hard to keep track. Them. Well, it's because they would... They, I
2: don't you know, Uh, because the British would invade or the the French would invade or somebody would invade. That's why they kept changing the names of the country. We will be right back. We'll talk to Tony Price more about the Gold Star Ride right after this Tom Bernard show. Hi, this is Tom. If you spend any time at the lake, you can relate to the pure joy of hanging out on the dock. You, family, friends, and the calm of the water. If this sounds like heaven, you're going to want a flow dock Flow docks are rock-solid with double bracing to eliminate side-to-side sway. And get this, you could install, level, and remove your flow dock without even getting into the water. You see, Flow's passion to invent a better way to make life easier comes through in every product they make. Right down to Flow boat lifts that are quieter, faster, and effortless to install and use. Are you starting to see a pattern here? Flow is about making things easy, meaning you have more time to enjoy being at the lake. Isn't that why you go there in the first place? See for yourself why they say they've been perfecting leisure time since 1983. Call or visit Flow's newest dealer in Chanhazen. Lakeshore Equipment 952-474-Dock, or LakeshoreEquipment.com. Of course, Flow docks and lifts—a better way. It's Tom telling you how easy it's been for me to lose weight on the Nutramost weight loss plan, and now you can find out how to have success losing weight at Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth, just like me, at their free informational dinner on Monday, May 21st, 6 p.m. at Jake's in Plymouth. Those unwanted pounds will melt away really fast. I lost over 40 pounds at Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth after being educated on clean eating, finding out what foods my body prefers, and I now know the foods that are weight gain triggers. As I've said over and over again, the Nutrimose Weight Loss Plan is so easy, they guarantee that you lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food, and I'm never hungry. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth has helped me change my life, and I know they can help you too. Call now to register for the Nutrimost Twin Cities in Plymouth dinner on May 21st. To register, call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337.
0: Too bad, but it's the life you lead. You're so ahead of yourself that you forgot what you need. Though you could see when you're wrong, you know you can't always see when you're right.
5: oh
2: it's his birthday today he's 69 years old today isn't he yep billy joel 69 years he's old he's only
3: 69 yes i know wow drinking hard will do well age it <laughs> oh that's nice <laughs> have you seen him lately yeah. unless he's had a facelift he looked bad he looked pretty good didn't you think alex last summer yeah, yeah. maybe he had a facelift <laughs> because
4: he looked he's terrible there for a while well oh, he just had two kids now yeah, he did. Oh. Right?
2: He yeah. Did. Don't do that. We just had Otis Williams from the Temptations on this morning. He was really? fantastic. Yeah, he was great. We also had Michael Bolton on, and Michael uh, Michael's not really
6: good at doing interviews.
3: What happened to him? I heard that. <laughs> Is he did you still hear around? It? Well,
6: sort of. What was I, he I doing? heard you waiting to talk, and I heard some static and some. <laughs> pss, pss, pss. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, his his voice didn't project very well. Oh, he's kind you of know, that the... dog doing
3: his whole is, is he coming to town? Is that why he was? No, on? He's,
2: he put in a documentary about uh, Motown, basically, about oh. Detroit, the whole city of Detroit.
3: Because he kind of disappeared off the music scene. There well, no, for he a while. became a
2: crooner.
6: That's why. Well,
3: yeah, but he I went mean... from a
6: rock
2: guy to a kind of a crooner, and I don't know, he's been all over
6: the place. I thought he got the Vegas contract and just decided to hide there for 20 yeah. years. Oh, yeah, maybe. It's
3: not a bad gig.
2: Yeah, that's a possibility, too, I would imagine. Now, let's talk Gold Star Ride, because you got to get going in about 10 minutes here. So I want to make sure we get all the information in so everybody's covered, like Katie Bloomquist, And that, again, was CrimsonCures.org. Crimson Cures.
6: And now, and Gold I acc- Star Ride. And accidentally wore red in support of that. I well, did, at, happy, least, at least while
3: well, we happy were talking accident. to her. yes.
6: Right. We wear red to remember everyone deployed. It's just kind of a thing that we do. In fact, today is Wednesday, right? So today's, I, today's my day to check in with all of my compadres who suffer from PTSD. So anybody who's, if you happen to know anybody who suffers from PTSD, Wednesday is check-in day. So just send them a text and say, just checking on you, it's Wednesday. Right. So I've got a list of people on my phone. Oh, every nice. Wednesday, they, they're uh, going through their PTSD stuff. All of the people that I know are, are former military, so I kind of have a soft spot for them. Mm-hmm. I'm former military myself. Um, Which branch? World's largest nuclear navy. World's largest nuclear yeah, navy? Yeah, my rank right there. Look at like, that.
3: What does that mean, world's Admiral? largest nuclear <laughs> <Hitler? laughs> navy? Those
6: ambassador. of us who were in the navy have a, had a nickname for it in the 80s, and we referred to it as the world's largest nuclear navy. Oh, okay. It was about the same time that uh, Russia fell apart. The United so- yeah. Soviet Socialist Republic fell apart. So then the United States automatically became the largest Uh, nuclear Navy. Okay. So that was kind of our little thing for it. Um, So, yeah, the Gold Star Ride Foundation is something that we put together to take care of families left behind when somebody is killed in the military. Um, And we do it in a really fun way. We get on our motorcycles and we go visit them at home, and we make sure that everything that we've got to provide for them and help for them is uh, available for them and, and provide them with some education money and it's an awful lot of fun it's a very very powerful experience to be standing there when 150 motorcycles pull up and if you happen to be the gold star family that's the guest of honor under those kind of circumstances it's it's very very powerful uh, if I don't if you don't mind I've cited a little bit of an example here Dave is a friend of mine he lives out on the west coast mm-hmm. and Dave called me up and he's recanting the story to me and he's telling me how how it went um, for him, he, him and his wife had one son, and from the time he was about four, this son insisted that he was gonna be a Marine. He saw a Marine on TV, loved, fell in love with the uniform, whatever, All right. gonna be a Marine. All grown up, it's gonna be a Marine, gonna be a Marine. And he, his wish came true as an adult, and unfortunately, he uh, came to an untimely demise, defending our country over in the oh Middle God. East. God. And, uh, well, uh, hopefully nobody listening to this has any experience burying a child. But Mm -hmm. I I think I heard you guys talking about it once, that that if a child is, it's incredibly difficult for the parents. It almost always ends in a divorce. And that's what happened with Dave and his wife. And I can't remember her name, but uh, their divorce wasn't just a divorce. Theirs was one of those extraordinarily hateful Uh divorces, the kind where if they saw each other in the grocery store six months later, they were whipping cans of... Uh, pea soup at each other Uh, just really 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 bad hatred for each other and um, so they went about their their lives and they they each met somebody new and the wife met, and they they were motorcyclists too, I mean, he was, Dave was a motorcyclist, and when he and his wife got along, they would ride together, and his new wife would ride with him, and and she met somebody else who liked to ride motorcycles, and he said, we're going out for a weekend, okay, so this is the ex-wife's new husband says, we're going to go out for a ride this weekend, she says, okay, that'll be great, and they actually went with about 125 motorcycles to visit other Gold Star families, and incredible tears and camaraderie and she found out that she wasn't the only one who lost a kid Mm. in the military Uh, and the result of their weekend together aside from the emotions that she had to go through was uh, on Monday morning she called Dave on the phone and they spoke for three hours and they found a common ground and to this day now that was about five years ago to this day those two couples Dave and his new wife and his ex-wife and her new husband once a week, or excuse me, once a month, we'll go out for a weekend motorcycle ride together. Really, so now wow. they're all best friends. That's good. And oh, that's this is fantastic. this is Very the kind healing. of yeah, this is the kind of thing that uh, happens when a gold star family is dealing with their own tragedy. Oftentimes, you could be living in a, a dense neighborhood, and your neighbors don't even know that. Oh. You're a a gold star widow or a gold star widower. Mm -hmm. Uh, More and more often now, we're visiting gold star families where it was a 21 year old woman who was killed. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, there's a lot of these kind of stories, and there's a story of the kid who, four brothers. You last time we talked on the podcast here, you brought up the movie from the 40s, the fighting, the fighting Sullivan's, Sullivan's. yeah, Uh, a movie I went out and watched like two days later. What a phenomenal movie! What a movie! So there's family from Arkansas, they got four boys, the oldest joins the military, and he ends up uh, coming home in a casket. And his next younger brother was his best friend, probably had a relationship similar to the Fighting Sullivan's from Iowa, Mm -hmm. Uh, and his grades just fell off. He was in college and and he was uh, looking at being kicked out of school because he couldn't keep his grades up, wasn't attending classes. He lost, his mother says that he lost his will to live. Mm. Yeah. Until seventy-five motorcycles showed up at the dorm, and everything changed. Uh, you know, we we don't have enough time here for me to go into all of the details of what happens when we have one of those visits. Yes, but we basically do. we talk about. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you have another. The eight, visits are an hour, hour, hour long, and,
6: and uh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, the other people in the dormitory didn't know what was going on. All of a sudden we had 300 people watching us. And now not only does he have the, the 75 bikers that are there sharing their power, and somehow the power from the motorcycles transfers into mm-hmm. the people that we go visit. And it's, it's a really a life-changing experience. And it's, and it's something that um, even beyond all of that, only 7% of the people in the United States of America ever put on a uniform. To stand and defend uh, defense of this wonderful country that we have mm-hmm. and those the 93 percent that don't have to put on a uniform generally don't have an understanding of what it means no. when your wife dies or your son dies or your right. father is killed or mm-hmm. um and there are some a lot of weird stories we don't uh, uh this is worth mentioning there's a an awful lot of veterans organizations that do an awful lot of different types of things for veterans but most of them like to draw the line and the, and the calendar. The timeline is 9-11. They don't want to help anybody that served b- prior to 9-11. I've called these organizations said, I'm a disabled vet. Can you help me out? Well, when did you serve? Well, I got my discharge in 91. I'm sorry, you served too soon. We don't help anybody prior to 2011. What? There's a lot of organizations that say we start at 9-11, the terrorist attack mm. that really? you announced on the air. Yeah. Uh, they, that's where they draw the line. If you served before Tom Bernard said it was a terrorist act, then we can't help you. What
2: are you laughing at? in the Smithsonian. Don't
6: feed us ego. Did you
3: see know the that? sign when you came in? <laughs>
2: now, wait a minute. Did you know that that's I didn't in know the Smithsonian? That. So, I'm
6: sorry.
4: I was just Calm down.
3: <laughs> Relax,
4: Jack. Listen,
6: it's really easy for this subject to become sad. So <laughs> it is. I, yes. I, I like to kind of keep yeah. it as yeah. light as I it can. Laughing a good thing. Um, But, yeah, there's a lot of organizations that just say, no, you were pre-9-11, so we're not going to help you. I didn't know that. Our policy is that we can't help you if you're pre-9-11. But one of the places we're going to stop and visit We're going to take off on July 2nd. Met with the good people at Grumpy's again yesterday. Very good. Um, So we're still going to have coffee and donuts. Now they're talking about putting out a breakfast buffet because I don't like to eat breakfast that early in the morning, but a lot of people do. Yeah. So they're talking about doing that July 2nd, and then uh, Minnesota state troopers are are telling us that they're going to make sure that we get an escort to the state line. Right. And then we'll probably have that in most of the states that we go to. But by the time, uh, I want to say about July 25th, is when we're rolling through Arkansas, We're going to stop and visit a a Gold Star sister there who still, to this day, has been traveling for 25 years. Every other year, she goes back to Vietnam looking for her older brother. Oh, man. If if you want to say another, oh, man, the story behind her older brother is there's three helicopters doing a formation during the Vietnam War and they flew over a rice field one of the helicopters gets shot down the other two land and one person volunteers to go check for survivors mm-hmm. there's no survivors in the helicopter he comes back to the helicopter he came from and he said i'm going to go tell the other helicopter that there's no survivors while he's running from one to the other both helicopters take off and he's never seen again
2: oh man and
6: this again, is oh, and, and it's his sister that goes back every other year to look uh, for her brother. Uh, so we're going to stop and visit her when we get to Arkansas. We have a real special thing. You know, if you're a Vietnam vet, automatically we, we bend the rules for Vietnam vets, whatever yeah. Vietnam vets want. Yeah. The, the horror stories that we can recant about what happened when Vietnam veterans came home are um, a, just a beyond appalling, so I don't want to get into too much of that. But, um, yeah, if, you, if you're a Vietnam vet and you stop out and see us, we're, we're going to have a booth at – Grumpy's in Northeast Minneapolis for Art of World yes. on May 19th. They're going to block off the streets, have big street dance for the Art of World right in front of Grumpy's in, in Northeast Minneapolis. We'll have a booth there. And if you're a Vietnam vet, I will bring Cuban rum for you to enjoy. Uh-oh,
2: what'd you get that?
6: Cuba. Uh, uh, actually, actually you know,
2: Cuba. Uh, do you I'll know Dave over
6: at Manny's? I do, yes. Dave gave me that bottle as a birthday gift. Oh, so there he went it, to huh? visit there, I think, a year ago or so, and, and uh, he, gave, he presented me a bottle of Cuban rum as a birthday gift on his return. So I share it with uh, Vietnam veterans who stopped by to see us. And incidentally, we had the booth at the Heat Street last week. Mm-hmm. All uh, right. yeah, we had a right. lot of fun with that, talked to a lot of people, made a lot of contacts, raised over $1,000 that day. So that was all pretty awesome and good.
2: And how do people donate? No.
6: goldstarride.org Gold and as doug ride. was saying ride. earlier if you just want to send me an email it's info info at goldstarride.org and i'll answer any emails with uh, as much information as i can share i like it thank you tony you're welcome thank you play. very much for having me here it's always a, a lot of fun to just kind of sit around here it's like i get a front row ticket to a wonderful little entertainment shows. thanks for coming in <laughs> <Psychosis. That's> exactly <laughs> thanks right thanks
3: for coming in and thanks for supporting vets
2: yes absolutely tony thank you for all your I'm, hard I'm work i'm glad That's i wonderful. Can do it. it's a wonderful thing harold Schechter is on the phone how are you doing harold good good thank you i'm glad to hear it uh deviant and the latest book hell's princess the truth behind the twisted crimes that inspired the film psycho we were just talking about Psycho. Yeah, yeah. We Harold, uh-huh. that was kind of a coincidence that is, there. that's amazing yeah, yeah
7: sorry miss that
2: we made a psycho reference but i was referring to myself so never mind uh-huh. yeah, it's not the same thing uh no let's hope let's hope not no uh Inspired the film Psycho, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and the Silence of the Lambs from America's principal chronicler of its greatest psychopathic killers, comes a definitive account of Ed Gein, a mild mannered Wisconsin farmhand who stunned an unsuspecting nation and redefined the meaning of the word psycho. That, Tony, thank you very much, sir. It's unbelievable. Thank your lovely wife for me as well. Somebody's leaving the uh, studio right now, Harold. Ah, And he left behind as uh, a gift, so I had to thank him. I guess that, uh, that's that was all there is to it. So, Ed Gein, now, wasn't his name actually pronounced Gain, but they, for some reason pre- people
7: pronounce it Geen now? Uh, I believe it was always pronounced Gein. Um, oh, it was, okay. I, I never, yeah, I never understood why. I mean, you sort of assume from the spelling that it would actually be Gein. Or Gein, um, yeah, that's, that's right, yeah. Gein. But, but somebody um, actually, uh, after I wrote the book, explained to me, uh, you know, his father was Scottish, and apparently the original name was Legeen, was a Scottish mm-hmm. name, and somewhere along the line, the MC got dropped, but they still maintain the Geen pronunciation. So Uh Yeah, so Geen is correct.
2: Now, what we heard is chilling because that, that thing uh, happened when I was a little boy, a very mm-hmm. little boy. I was five, I think, when it all mm-hmm. happened. And so that name was around for quite some time because people, I mean, it was the 50s. But there were still, I guess, I, you can't really say innocence because World War II had just happened previous to that. Um, right. Harold, if you don't mind me taking a very quick break, about a 90-second break, I'll come back, and then we have a full 15 minutes if you can do that.
7: Okay, no problem.
2: Excellent. We'll be right back more with Harold Schechter right after this Tom but aren't you? Chris Lindahl's here. Talk about people wanting to sell their homes, but uh, the problem is they don't know where they're going to go.
5: That's right. Yeah. The biggest challenge right now is you know, you can sell your house and you can sell your house for more money with the Chris Lindell team. The issue is, is where are you going to go? You know, are you going to move in with your parents, your grandparents? Are you going to have a hotel? townhome for temporary housing, or are you going to move in with Tom?
2: Well, they're not going to move in with me. They might move in with Chris, though, ladies and gentlemen. That's K-R-I-S, by the way. We have to reach right out to him. Where are they
5: going to go? Yeah, so we have a you-don't-have-to-move-twice guarantee, yeah, like where that. there's there's five steps that we take at the Chris Lindahl team where we put those things in your contract when we represent you so that you're protected, so you don't move twice. You're in control because you're the seller, and when you find a property, then you sell.
2: It's a wonderful thing. So you've got the answer.
5: I have the answer.
2: Here we go. <laughs> that's why they're America's number one REMAX results team. We'll give the first five callers a free copy of Chris's number one best-selling book, Sold. ChrisLindahl.com, or you can call 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. amazing we're talking to harold Schechter, ladies and gentlemen am i pronouncing your name properly
7: harold uh yes you are no, that was Schechter.
2: harold schecter uh the book's deviant and which i read by the way and thanks for scaring the hell out of me harold I
7: want to pre- uh, well, well, that's what i aim for
2: <laughs> <laughs> i really appreciate it I was really reading that at night i'm like oh my god um, um
7: well thanks yeah yeah, well,
2: it was well written. So, the year was 1957. The place was an ordinary farmhouse in America's heartland filled with extraordinary evidence of unthinkable depravity. The man behind the massacre was a slight, un- unassuming Midwesterner with a strange smile and even stranger attachment to his domineering mother after her death and a failed... So, Harold, was it true that he, in a way, wanted to become his
7: mother? Uh, Yeah, that seems to be... Well, he certainly uh, was trying to bring her back from the dead. uh, And um, he actually uh, apparently made some efforts to dig up her corpse. Uh. (coughs) But um, she had been buried within a kind of concrete vault. So um, he wasn't able to do it, but he did. You know, uh, Dean was primarily a necrophile. Uh, who would uh, go over and look over the obituary pages uh, of the local newspapers and whenever some middle-aged or elderly woman died who bore some vague resemblance to his deceased mother, he would go out to the cemetery at night and dig up the corpse and bring it back to his farmhouse and dissect it and make uh, various artifacts out of the body parts. And one of the things he made, uh, and this is where Thomas Harris uh, got the idea for the Buffalo Bill character,ig right. for the Lambs. Uh, he made a skin suit, and he would dress himself up um, in this skin suit and apparently pretend to be his mother. So that's where Robert Bloch, who wrote the original novel psycho, you know, got that whole Norman Bates dressing up like his mother idea, although, uh, of course, in Hitchcock's version and and blocks he just is content to wear her clothes he doesn't put on skin so, no. uh, yeah. so yeah I
3: mean what's yeah. wrong with these guys I mean obviously they <laughs> I mean I mean how do they get this twisted I mean yeah, what yeah. I, how yeah.
7: well it's a little yeah you know it's a it's a mystery um, yes uh, you know you I, I was once, uh, telling the story to some person, young person, and her response was, "Wow, he was really screwed up." Um, <laughs> yes, um, yeah, sure. Luck. So, um, yeah, you know, we, you don't know. I mean, you know, I mean, we, you know, uh, he, he obviously, well, he was. You know, Gene was judged to be psychotic um, by the psychiatrist who, who ultimately examined him uh you know most serial murderers are not psychotic they are psychopathic mm-hmm, right. and there's a distinction you know they're very rational um in you know, above average intelligence uh they lack any capacity for empathy or human conscience um but but they're not you know they're not technically insane you know gein uh, was apparently schizophrenic and he would hear you know he had hallucinations uh, visual hallucinations, auditory hallucinations, even olfactory hallucinations, which smell oh, things. That oh, really? There.
3: Yeah. So, it's
7: gotta um, be fair, Fairly rare. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So he was, you know, pretty far gone um, mentally, uh, yeah, and really, that's really about all you can say. You know, I mean, it's uh, obviously an extraordinary criminal case, which is why people have been so fascinated by it for the last half century or more.
3: And how how long was he digging up corpses before somebody maybe noticed what was going um, on? Well, his house. mother
7: yeah, <laughs> his mother died. I can't remember the exact. It was about a, it was about a dozen years that he was living by himself in this remote ramshackle oh, nice. farmhouse uh, on the outskirts of this little town called Plainfield. Uh, so it was during that period. We we don't know exactly when he started. You know making these midnight raids on cemeteries but there was uh, about a 12-year period where he was all by himself and 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 you know potentially engaged in that stuff
2: god unbelievable you can uh, go to amazon and pick up deviant correct yes Mm -hmm. now we get to Um, move on to hell's princess if you want to (laughs) You want to um, spend more time on, on Ed Gein and then move on to Hell's Princess?
7: <laughs> it's up to you. Um, whatever you feel like talking about. I mean, you know, uh, either necrophilia or female serial murder. You know, whichever whichever mm. suits your fancy. I go
4: for the female serial <laughs> murder. <laughs>
0: enough okay. necrophilia for one day.
4: Um, okay. I have a question <laughs> for well, you. No.
2: Hey,
0: there is one thing. What? Uh, Ed's mom told him that all women, except her, of course, were yep. instruments of the devil. So, right. Um, it's right. helpful. Makes sense that he might uh, not like them so much, and also, of yep. course, his yep. dad was an alcoholic. You know, mm-hmm. the yep. old story. Well, he already yes. said he was Scottish. Thank you
3: very much. Oh <laughs> dear. We're sorry to all Scottish people. Yeah.
0: Yes,
2: I'm very sorry. Our name is Scottish. It is. Barnard is a Scottish name. So, name. there. It's true. It's absolutely true. So
1: we can say it. So
2: yes. So we can say whatever we wish to say about that. Um. Harold, I have to ask you a question about yourself because my wife asks me about this all the time. My family mm-hmm. yeah. is, when we get together, Ugh. which is not that much <laughs> anything.
1: No. Oh, yeah, was... Did you hear that, Harold?
2: My wife goes, Ugh.
1: When we get together, <laughs>
2: She
1: but loves family gatherings.
2: I grew up with a schizophrenic father. Now, he never killed anyone, but he did see and hear things. Mm-hmm. and we also grew up, i also grew up in a neighborhood of very a, a great deal of violence a couple of our neighbors were uh were shot to death my uncle was thrown off a building and killed As a matter of fact three of my uncles mm-hmm. were murdered right. so when my family gathers we tend to talk about the serial killer of the day. <laughs> Good old is,
3: there, is it something
2: like that, <laughs> that that drove you to write Deviant and Hell's Princess? I mean, is there something in your, yeah. in your past that kind of made you fascinated by these things?
7: Uh, I would say yes, although, you know, fortunately, not the kind of tragedies, uh, you know, that right. you and your family endured. Right. Um, you know, I, well, for what you're saying about, you know, when the Gein story broke, you know, you and I are probably, you know, rest the same generation, you know, yeah, baby yep. boomers. So, you know, what people often tend not to forget or what's kind of been censored out of, you know, historical memory is just how much horrible stuff was in the culture in the 1950s and scary stuff. Yes. You know, all the, you know, Life magazine running these death camp images and... You know, the movies were full of all these horror. I, I grew up seeing all these, you know, 1950s horror movies and monster movies, mm-hmm. you know, back in, uh, in the theater and on TV. You know, there were the EC horror comics, Tales from the Crypt and the Vault of Horror and so on. So, you know, I, I grew up uh, with my imagination, you know, very, very steeped in horror stories and monster stories. And I, <laughs> excuse me, I think it, you know, comes from that as much as anything else, you know, and the thing about people like Ed Gein or, you know, Bell Gunnis, is subject to my new book, you know, they don't just seem like ordinary criminals. They seem almost like fairy tale monsters come to life. You know, Gein, you know, like when you're a kid, wherever you grow up, there's always some story about some weird, you know, creepy witch or ogre, you know, who's living in some remote house or, you know, in my case, I grew up in New York City in the Bronx even in our little apartment building, there was like one apartment supposedly, you know that was an old lady, you know, a kind of Hansel and Gretel thing. Oh, so yeah. you know that, that, and then you get somebody like Ed Gein, and it's like, you know, this nightmare is you know true. Mm. So, uh, so anyway, so so in answer to your question, yeah, I mean I think it was my lifelong fascination with horror and the monstrous and so on and so forth you know that first drew me to the subject matter i mean you know i became interested in Gene because when i learned and this is going back about 25 years ago or more you know that psycho and texas during massacre were based on a real person um and you know the notion that there could be a monster like that in real life was very
2: fascinating to me right no that yeah. makes
7: complete sense The
2: chilling true account of one of the 20th century's most prolific female serial killers, now an Amazon Charts bestseller, Hell's Princess, Harold Schechter, ladies and gentlemen. In the pantheon of serial killers, Belle Gunness, is that how you say her name? Yes. Belle Gunness stands alone. She was the rarest of female psychopaths, a woman who engaged in wholesale slaughter, partly out of greed, but mostly for the sheer joy of it. What was
7: her story, Harold? Uh, well, Bell was a Norwegian immigrant. Uh, uh, came to the United States um, in the late uh, 19th century um, and uh, murdered, well, she got married to a guy named Mad Sorensen at first and then murdered him for his insurance money. Oh. Uh, yeah, and then she, she used the money uh, to purchase a large farmstead in the town of laporte indiana not that far from chicago and then she married another guy and murdered him for his insurance money uh and then what she, she began putting these matrimonial ads in scandinavian language newspapers in the midwest luring lonely norwegian bachelors to reform uh instructing them bring all their money with them and uh uh, and they did yeah and uh you know supposedly they were gonna you know get married and they would share in this farm and this lovely norwegian lifestyle that she was offering them Uh, and then she would kill them and drag their corpses down into the cellar and butcher them uh, chop them up in pieces. You'll you'll, and then bury them.
4: you'll appreciate the irony of the fact that we're about four blocks from one of the most <laughs> famous restaurants in town called the Bachelor Farmer.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's okay. that's uh, true. Well, well, that is true. Yeah,
7: maybe they can they can carry copies of my book. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so uh, anyway, yeah. So she would bury these guys in her hog lot, and. Um, Wow. Yeah, and that was her story. Yeah, I mean, she murdered. Nobody knows exactly how many victims she killed. They they kind of stopped digging after about 12 of them.
3: So. <sighs> oh, oh, we're sick of digging now. We're
7: sick of looking
2: for a body. <laughs> yeah. Now, this oh, happened in between 1902 and 1908. Is that correct? Uh,
7: yes, they discovered her crimes in 1908.
2: 1908. Wow, they were, uh,
7: I've never <laughs> even heard of her. Yeah, well, um, yeah, she's, you know, certainly more... You know less well known you know than some of the other big names in the world of serial murder um although obviously in laporte indiana she's a kind of a local legend so. well
3: there's not that many uh women that do that right isn't that kind of a well, there man's aren't world that many,
7: well there you know there aren't many women who do the chopping up the body part. yeah um but there are there have been many many female serial poisoners. Um, well, you know, and, and, and people tend to think, uh, you know, I think because of, you know, the movie arsenic and old lace, mm-hmm. you, know, yeah. you know, people tend to think of poison murder as somehow this quaint, you know, Victorian. <laughs> yeah. of Yeah. If you're but, familiar
0: with the symptoms yeah. of poisoning, yeah, it's, it's not like in yeah. the movies where no. they drink a vial and they just stop being alive. It's yeah, yeah, exactly. a little worse yeah, than no, that. Yeah. It's
7: a very, very, yeah. Yeah. It's a very sadistic way of killing people. I mean, I say sometimes. You know, Jack the Ripper, you know, actually his victims suffered less, you know, than the victims of these female poisoners. Mm. Uh, you know, Jack the Ripper basically slit the throats of his victims and all the atrocities he uh. perpetrated were post-mortem, uh, you know, where some of these female serial poisoners take a great deal of sadistic delight in prolonging the agony of their victims. Mm. So, um, but, but again, but the thing that makes Bell... Unusual, possibly unique, uh, has to do with uh, you know the way she disposed of the bodies after oh, she killed yeah, them. Yeah,
3: that's gruesome.
0: So, did she butcher them for meat yeah. or just for fun? No,
7: uh, you know, I think I think the latter. I mean, there's yeah, no, she wasn't she wasn't. Uh, what? You know, she wasn't cannibal at all. And Carnivorous? From the, yeah. She weighed 300 pounds, so she wasn't deprived of food. Oh, um, three pills. So,
0: in 1902, man. yeah. That's amazing.
7: Yeah. yeah, so she, no, it was just, uh, you know, just something she apparently enjoyed doing. I mean, she certainly didn't have to chop up their bodies in order to bury them in her backyard. Mm. So.
2: And that's very, very true. Both books are available on Amazon, correct, sir? Yes, mm-hmm hell's princess and deviant harold Schechter. it's s-c-h-e-c-h-t-e-r harold Schechter. thank harold fascinating stuff and i'm i'm glad you can sleep at night after writing these books
7: (laughs) yeah well i've been doing it so long um a little or to it but yes thank you (laughs) (laughs) thanks for your time sir okay thank you we'll take a break we'll be back in a few
2: minutes tom